All right, today's Bible reading, you may hear some booms and bangs in the background. That is my child watching a movie because she's home for the day. Um, and today's passage is a, another complicated one, as many of these women uh, ones will be. Genesis 21, 8 through 21. This is God protecting Hagar and Ishmael. Now, uh Hagar was Sarah's maidservant, who, because Sarah was barren, she and Abraham, but she initially had the idea, and Abraham agreed to it, that Abraham would sleep with Hagar and have a child with her, um, because they took God um, at his word, but not at his word, uh, only at his literal word, that Abraham would have a child, and so they thought this is the way to fulfill it. Now, obviously, that doesn't go very well. Um, Sarah does have a child, Isaac, and when Isaac is... Um, grown, she sees uh, Ishmael laughing at uh, him. Now, we can probably infer that this is some kind of malicious, maniacal laughter. Um, it's probably not just like the innocent child laughter, uh, because it causes uh, Sarah to go to the extent of saying, okay, this you know woman and her child can't live here anymore. Um, Abraham is sad about this because he does love, he does like his son, at least, um, and he, so he sends them out. Now, we see that, you know, for Sarah and Abraham, this is their fault, right? Like, this is their responsibility. And they are, um, in the bluntest term, abandoning it, right? To send out with a piece of bread and one skin of water. Um, when we remember, Abraham is a rich dude, right? He's got a lot. And uh, Hagar leaves and basically thinks that she's going to die. And God appears to her. And God um, promises her a great nation. Now, again, if the Bible was being made up, no, don't include any of this stuff, right? Uh, this is um, one of the conflicts, uh, one of the theological conflicts, at least, historically theological conflicts, uh, between Israel and Palestine and, and Muslims uh, today, because Muslims will claim uh, their inheritance from Ishmael, and uh, Israelis obviously claim it from uh, Sarah. Now, but I think what is significant here is this is a woman, this is a slave woman, um, and this is a slave woman that has displeased her master. In most cultures, in most contexts, this woman is nothing, right? This woman has no bearing, has no value, has no worth. And yet, uh, in her distress, we see God appearing to her um, and this is actually, uh, you know, one of the first examples of someone crying out to God and God actually answering. And it's not even Abraham's immediate family. It is Hagar. This is a person to whom God's people, Abraham and Sarah, have wronged. Uh, and yet God still protects them uh, and provides for them. Now, we do have a cross-reference for Galatians chapter 4, verse 21 through 31, because Paul sees Hagar and Sarah, and literally will say these are anal uh, allegories, these are analogies of two covenants. One of the law, right? Providence, yes, but um, within a system that cannot save. And one of freedom, uh, which is... Sarah. Now, I think the thing that Galatians does, uh, that Paul does, is he straight up calls out that Hagar, right, is the present Jerusalem uh, in verse 25, and Jerusalem uh, 
above, which is Sarah, is to be a Christian. Now, that's a really big insult to Jews, right? To say, to tell a Jew uh, that they are of Hagar um, is really insulting. But what does that mean for us? Uh, it means that <clears throat> even though there are those who will be outside the covenant, and we think about that a lot, right? Um, God still has common grace in their lives. He still has uh, a measure of protection uh, in their lives. But that ultimately the promise to us is a promise that is built upon God's word <clears throat> that we believe. It is not because Sarah and Abraham were flawless. It is not because they were perfect. And arguably, it's not even because they were good enough. That in all of this, God's redemption, God's uh his covenant is what is important. And so even when we do consider those who are outside of the covenant, who are maybe even harmed by the actions of the church and the people within the church, we do have to remember that God is still there with them, that God still does love uh, the world, even if some of that world will not love him back and will not be saved. Uh, he still does love them they still have worth. Um, I think that's one of the things to really consider, you know, when we talk about women of worth, uh, some people will, right, argue, right, that um, that title uh, shouldn't it be worth of women. And yes, uh, all women, even Hagar, even the, the slave woman has worth in God's eyes. Um, but then there are those who, because of the covenant of God, uh, because of ultimately the sacrifice of Jesus, um, have the worth of Jesus. But that doesn't mean that uh, other people are, un, are not worth anything, um, no matter who it is <clears throat> in this earth. You know, we can see they have worth uh, because they are still made in God's image and God still sees every person um, with a measure of worth uh, which is that.